systemically distorted communication, and I am solo today. This one won't be too long. I want to talk about the recent controversy with the Kids in Cages and the recent uh, Equality Act, and this won't take too long. Hopefully you'll stick around <clears throat> to kind of hear my view on it. First off, the Kids in Cages, this is a really complex issue because uh, there's not a lot of good solutions here. You've got kids coming across the border that are unaccompanied. You need to do something with them. And you also have kids coming over with adults in many cases that are not their actual families and many cases are their families. But you have a an entirely different reaction from the left-wing uh, politicians and the media and from activists for the most part. This was absolutely horrible. Trump was criticized repeatedly over and over as a bigot, racist, child endangerment, all, kind, all kinds of things, human rights abuses. And you don't really hear any of that with the current administration when they're opening the same facilities that, that Trump opened. <clears throat> and I see this a lot on the left, where they will do something almost identical to what happened on what the right is doing, but they'll give a very small reason or justification why it's okay for them to do it or why they're doing it because they actually care versus why Trump did it and he was bad. And this seems very unfair to me, and that's kind of what I, why I want to talk about this. So it really, from my opinion, it seems very hypocritical. So we've got the same facilities. We've got the same, it's made up the same. I don't care. Jen Psaki's talking about, well, it's different because of, uh, what did she say? Um, she said it's not our, it, she was asked why they're different, why it's different, why is this not labeled as kids in cages this time, and she went on with reasons about how they don't want, their intention is not to repeat it, but she did not give any justification of why this time we're not going to call it kids in cages. She's saying it's the best facility available, but these are the same facilities that were used before, and then when questioned, well, can we bring people in? She said, I'll have to get back to you on that. So I guess they don't want people going in and recording. I don't know. But it's the same facilities. Okay. That's one issue. Um, now, as a fair person, I understand the purpose of these facilities. You either send the kids off. They come in. You send the kids off, like Biden said that he did when he was with Obama. He admitted, yes, we did have these similar facilities, but... We didn't just hold the kids, we got them released faster. Well, that's, it depends how you look at it. Okay, you have the kids, they're not sitting there as long, but then you also run into the case where you're not vetting the people you're sending them out with quicker. And I got some statistics uh, on what ICE does and uh, with some of the criminal issues and, and human trafficking. So. They arrested 500 or 5,750 criminals associated with human smuggling investigations in 2019, which was a 41% increase from 2018. And the reason they have this increase is because, uh, due, uh, part, partly due to the rapid DNA testing technology that they're using. So that means before they're sending these people out, and some of these kids are being sent out with criminals and traffickers who are taking advantage of the children. 
So when you're sending them out, out faster, because at that time they didn't have the same technology, I don't think that's benefiting the kids from the perspective that I'm looking at. I think it's more endangering them. It, it just depends which group of kids you're looking at. Are you looking at the ones that are actually with their parents, in which case it's very good to get them out as fast as possible, or are you looking at the percentage of kids that are being trafficked in, in which case I don't think that we should take any shortcuts that doesn't fully look at those situations. So with that, they arrested 2,197 criminals associated with human trafficking, and that was a 38% increase from 2018. So that's just a couple, that's just another thing that you have to pay attention to, that it doesn't matter what the justification was while Trump was doing it, it was wrong on, on all levels. There is no justification. But now you have Biden doing it, and it's acceptable. So, one of the reasons that Jim Psaki gave for why they have these facilities that they're opening up is because the other centers are too full. We have numerous kids coming un un unaccompanied, and the facilities are full, and because of COVID, they need to open these other facilities so that they can follow COVID guidelines. Well, if we're actually following, following the statistics on this, it, it shows... You know, it's something that doesn't make sense with the teachers' unions. It shows that children are not, are not really one of the main, or any concern with transmitting COVID. Also, their danger, likelihood of death from COVID is actually a lower percentage than the flu for young children. So, based on this very small number of, potential of the potential danger, which apparently they didn't care about for the flu, you're going to have these restrictions, which Kamala Harris, when Trump was doing it, she said are human rights abuses. So because of COVID and the small chance that a child can be endangered with getting COVID, which is extremely unlikely that they would ever die from it, it's okay for the Biden administration to what Kamala Harris says were human rights abuses. Also, when Trump was doing this, Biden said, these are horrifying scenes at the border with kids in cages. But he's allowing these horrifying scenes with kids in cages in his administration because they don't have any place to put the kids. And because of COVID restrictions. So they make a justification to what they said to commit human rights abuses and have hor horrific scenes at the border with kids in cages. To me... This is a double standard where they're nitpicking tiny examples about why it's different and then saying, well, we can do it. But the truth is, if it had been their administration during the Trump years, just like when it was Biden and Obama, they would be doing the exact same thing that Trump was doing, maybe with very slight, very slight variations in policy, which they would say, well, this is OK because of X, Y and Z. But the fact of the matter is the end result is you've got kids in the same facilities in cages. So, going from there. Now, AOC, at the time, she went and did her PR stuff. She went down, took her photos of her crying in front of cages in an empty parking lot. She called them concentration camps, which also led to violence, which I won't get into right now. I'll do that in another episode. She has come out and condemned the Biden administration, saying that it is bad, but she also talks about shutting down all of ICE. Now, 
I would think it's pretty insensitive and not caring about the kids that you're shutting out down an organization that is catching 5,000, 6,000 criminals associated with human smuggling and 2,000 criminals associated with human trafficking. If you shut those down, what are you going, you just have to replace it with something else. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I hope that AOC sticks to this and is as critical with the Biden administration as she was with Trump. Because, in my opinion, I don't think that she will be, but if she is, that, that'll be great. So, basically, you either open the border and you let everybody in. That includes traffickers, that includes all the criminals, that includes all the good people, that includes the children, that includes the children being trafficked. I don't think that this is a viable option. If you do that, the border is then going to be flooded. There's no restrictions. Everyone can come in. I think everybody, the large majority of people will agree this is not something that we can do. Next option is kids come unaccompanied. You have to put them somewhere. You have to find a place, a family to put them with. Or you send them back. There's just no solution here. If they come with people, you have to detain them. You have to do background check. You have to do these the, the rapid DNA testing that they have. You have to do that. Because if you don't do it, depending on which administration it is, if they catch Trump doing that, oh, he's sending kids out with traffickers because he's not doing the proper DNA testing. Okay, then we need to hold them longer, get the DNA testing done properly, and then release them when we can. But it really just seems like this hypocritical situation where if one administration does it, any reason and excuse is understandable because it's a complex situation, but if the other one does it, there is no excuse, and no matter what the choice is, it's wrong. So here's a solution that I was thinking of, okay? How about Disney? Disney likes to be an activist, right? They're censoring people, anyone that's, you know, making anyone feel bad or any sort of discrimination they don't want to be a part of. Now, I'm not going to talk about it on here, but we have Disney associated with some pretty bad human rights abuses around the world that I would encourage people to look up. If these are human rights abuses, which Kamala Harris and Biden seem to agree that they are, yet they're still doing it, why don't all these activists go to Disney? This is a, a billion-dollar corporation. They've got more money than they know what to do with. Can they not build better facilities? Can they not donate, make these facilities so the children can have a comfortable place to stay? What are they doing to help this situation other than making money around the world on other taking advantage of human rights abuses? In all honesty, it doesn't make sense. Why isn't the left attacking the left's own billionaires who are not stepping forward and doing this? It makes no sense to me. It seems like people want to condemn one side and say, well, they should have done this, they should have done this. But nobody wants to make take any action to do anything different because the next administration is doing the same thing and people justify it. Well, as far as the 
kids in cages controversy goes, I'm going to leave it at that. There's a lot to say about it and a lot to break down, but that's just kind of my opinion. I want to make these quick. All right. Now I want to go through the Equality Act. Equality, who doesn't like equality? Everybody likes equality, right? Of course. Okay, let's go through this. So the other day, the House of Representatives voted to pass the Equality Act, a bill that aims to, quote, prohibit discrimination on the basis of sex, gender identity, and sexual orientation, and for other purposes, end quote. All right. Of course, this sounds great on the surface, and I think most people that hear about this, they they only hear about the surface. They don't dive into what this really means, the language used within it, and what that means for the broader scope of people. All right, so let's go through this. Um, you know, one thing that I do want to add before this, this is similar to like Black Lives Matter, to where if I have my own opinion on Black Lives Matter, I'm, I'm, I would be immediately condemned. So it doesn't matter that I 100% agree with the sentiment that Black Lives Matter, but I disagree with the organization and their goals and the way that they achieve their goals. I 100% disagree with that organization, but I 100, I 100% agree with the sentiment that Black Lives Matter. I think it's similar in this situation. You're against the Equality Act. That must mean you're against equality. Well, no, I'm 100% for equality. But anybody that supports the, the Equality Act, if you know what it's actually saying, it seems to me like those people would be against for true equality. But it's an interesting play on words that they do here. So, for example, if you were to support, if you don't support certain gun control laws, they say that you hate you, you don't mind if these children are dying, right? If you were to oppose abortion, you want women to suffer. You want women to die in back alley clinics. These sort, this sort of catch language where if you don't support what we want, it must mean that you support the opposite, which is completely false. All right, so first off, the first problem with the Equality Act is the language that's used. It is extremely vague. It's all subjective, and there is no objective standard. So, and it's highly based around people's feelings. So, if I feel a certain way, it doesn't matter what the reason is for that feeling. It doesn't matter about context. Uh, you have to adhere to what, the way that I feel. Okay, so let's go into this. Uh, the LG. So the broad category LGBTQ is used to uh, – th they use this language, and it, and it creates as many victims as possible. And the new language they put in is that not only if you are LGBTQ or if you are perceived to be uh, LGBTQ – sorry, I lose the acronyms because it's growing with every day. So adding the word perceived, not only is it the people that are in this LGBTQ community, it's those that are perceived to be within it. So what if you run into a situation where someone is perceived to be in it, whether they are or 
are not, you can still be liable for these discrimination laws. So that's one problem with the language, very subjective. And again, I don't know if I said this at the beginning, but I am 100% for equality for all, but I am not for equality for all when it steps on the rights of others and it forces people to behave in a certain way to adhere to a small population of people while stepping on the larger community. Okay, so I'm going to keep going through this. So discrimination is defined as a variety of subjective and imprecise acts, including unequal or unfair treatment. All right, so there are several things that make it fair for this one community while making it unfair for everybody else. And as we know, this community is very small. So basically, you're making unfair treatment for the broad, the broader group of society while making it fair for this very minute group or very minuscule group. All right, so I'm, let's keep going through here. Because of the language that they use, and it's based on perceived discrimination, it does not matter the meaning or context behind it. So I could say something being completely innocent or, or, or ignorant to the situation. If that person perceives me as having been uh, discriminated against them, I can then be charged. Okay, so this is, then I face civil rights laws and any other discriminant laws that they happen to bring up from this. Who knows what kind of hate crimes they'll, they will come out of this. We already know people want uh, language for hate crimes. So what becomes more important is over objective truth is now lived experience. So if somebody happens to experience things in their life, let's say they grow up feeling like they're discriminated against because that's what they hear all the time. People are saying... Well, this class of people, they're discriminated against, so you need to pay attention to this sort of discrimination. Then, somebody happens to be rude to them, they automatically perceive that as a hate crime, being discriminate against them because of their preferred gender. Then that opens the door to saying, well, this person has now committed a hate crime. It could just be that person's having a bad day and this person is oversensitive. So, for example, when I was younger... I was driving through a parking lot. I was had a car. It didn't have a muffler on it, so it was really loud, and I was accelerating through a parking lot. I don't think I went too fast. I just accelerated quickly, probably some, from 5 to 15 miles per hour, probably too fast for a parking lot. But either way, a police officer followed me for about four blocks. I went and ended up taking a right turn, and my blinker, or no, I... I used my blinker, everything's good, but I turned to right, I made a right turn. Instead of going into the closest lane, I went into the far lane. So technically, I was supposed to go into the nearest lane during my right turn, then blinker to my left lane. The police officer pulls me over. He was very agitated, seemed very aggressive. I, my initial instinct was, well, this guy's a dick on a power trip, something like this. So he ends up questioning me, what are you accelerating for what are you guys doing i had me a friend in the front seat three people in the back seat and there was i assume that he thought maybe we're teenagers drinking something something like this so he ends up pulling us over and he starts questioning me and uh in the back seat there's a, a sweatshirt and under that sweatshirt, it's a lump. So it looks like that we're hiding something. He's, so he says, what's, what's under, what's in the backseat? What are you guys hiding? And the people in the back, they didn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because they're just 
they're all kind of ignorant to the situation. They don't really know what he's asking about. So eventually I look back and I see the sweatshirt there. I reach back. I, I rip off the sweatshirt from there. And underneath the sweatshirt is a Bible. <laughs> and it seems like when he saw that Bible, he got more angry because he really thought that we had been drinking or, you know, we were hiding something just because everybody was acting so dumb. A bunch of kids not knowing what's going on and they're being questioned. They just start acting stupid. He starts acting very angry and he, he starts yelling at me, telling me how I'm a horrible driver. I need to get off the road and this and that. And maybe I was stupider than I remember at the time. But to me, I was just like, yeah, I had some kids in the car. I accelerated more than I should have. And then I drove down the road and got pulled over. So something stupid that we've all done. But if I had been a minority, I would 100% think this guy's a racist. He's treating us bad on purpose. But it could just be that I was more sensitive to the racial issue. So anyway, with this discrimination law, it is so subjective that any sort of situation where someone feels uncomfortable, they can decide, they can perceive that they are being discriminated upon which opens the door to a whole host of problems. Okay, so that that's a to me that's a pretty serious issue. Um, let's go into a little bit of the language, okay? Uh, and I, I, I'm not going to go through the actual law. I went through. I read the the all the stipulations and whatnot. It, it's just so boring to go through it all. It's a bit complicated. I'm not going to read through it. So I'm. I'm kind of giving my interpretation of what it says and what it opens the door to, just to fill you in on that. So, like I said, it's connect on people's lived experiences and what they perceive as being true, which is a whole lot of problems. So as we go down, they also manipulate words, okay? So public accommodations, this is now expanded, so they're expanded to include retail stores, online retailers, stadiums, transportation services. And the word stadium is replaced by stadium or other places of establishment that provides exhibition, entertainment, recreation, exercise, amusement, public gatherings, or public displays with any establishment that provides goods or services or programs. Okay, so basically... It, it's saying all of this discrimination can happen in any of these places. And public accommodations, if you think of what are public accommodations, now we're going into private businesses because they include retail stores, online retailers, stadiums, transportation, all of this. So there's no longer uh, the ability for, for uh, individuals to make their own decisions about what are and are not acceptable in their stores. Which I understand both arguments on this. Like if you want to go back and say civil rights issues, okay, what if an African-American goes into a retail store and they say, oh, we don't want to serve uh, African-Americans. This is clearly wrong. I think nowadays if someone tried to do that, they would go out of business pretty quick because capitalism is going to take over. You're going to have individuals, let, let's say, let, let's just pretend for a moment the KKK wants to open a mini-mart. Okay, and the, and on the front of their store they have no blacks allowed. That store is going to go out of business immediately, because as much as people want to think as systemic ra racism runs the United States, I think if you allowed this sort of freedom, you'd see how quickly those places went out of business. Because I know myself, and I don't think anybody that I 
know or have ever met in my life is going to go to an establishment that actually discriminates to that extent. Another issue, okay? So they, they're also changing the definition of words, which is a bit of a problem. So at the same time, the definition of words are twisted further with sex identified as a sex stereotype, pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions, sexual orientation, or gender identity, and sex characteristics, including sex, uh, intersex traits. This opens a lot of doors. So in the medical field, let me open this here. Uh, in the medical field, you're going to have a lot of issues with doctors, professionals, medical professionals that don't believe that these gender transitions are the best things for their patients, but if they disagree or they don't want to do them, or for religious reasons they don't want to do them, this can be filed as discrimination. This can be then labeled as hate crime, depending on where we go down the road and what the, the uh, infractions are. They can face, so then they can face federal sanctions. So this falls into churches, adoption agencies, charities, religious schools. All of these places can face federal sanctions, which then can take their nonprofit status away. For things like uh, teaching mainstream biology, uh, biblical word based on biology, modern genetics when it comes to sex, all of these things in regard to sex. Because of this language, they, they change the language of sex here. This opens, this causes so many problems because it completely tramples on religious freedom and identity and medical practice. And it's forcing these doctors to do things that they might think are wrong under penalty of law. And I've heard several people, I've talked with a few people to say, oh, no, it's not forcing anyone to do anything. But with, with, uh, federal, what's it, with federal sanctions, yeah, it does force people to do things. Because if I say, no, I'm not going to do this, and then I'm charged with discriminatory laws or hate crime or federal sanctions that cause me to not be able to function in my business properly or my practice or my religious institution, yeah, it does force people to do things. So this is all shielded under this umbrella of equality, and that's a big problem because it is not equality. There's no part of this. It's equality for a very small group of people while telling everyone else in the population, whether you agree with it or not, that you're wrong and you cannot practice what, what the United States has been built on, this foundation of freedom. And it, it, it destroys all of that. So I want to keep going down here. Um, so it it steps on the destruction. It destroys the freedom of religion. It steps on religious freedom, the freedom of individual choice, individual action. And it says these subjective terms, these subjective ideas that are not supported by science whatsoever are in control over all the scientific data that we have in regard to sex, all of our previous, all of the previous structures that our country is built off of, it is all stepped on by this subjective behavior, this social 
I, these social ideas, cultural ideas that are being pushed by extreme left-wing ideologies that we're not, we are now all supposed to adhere to. This doesn't even, this doesn't even, you know, what I've said so far doesn't even open the door to uh, women's rights. You know, I've, I've hinted at it a little bit, but as far as women's rights in, in sports especially. So I'm just going to go over a couple things real quickly. There's repeated examples of this happening over and over and over. Okay, so the first one, which many people probably knew about uh, years ago, was the transgender teenage wrestler. Okay, so first off, with this new act, y- you can't discriminate. So that means a, a, a boy that feels that they are a woman can now compete in women's sports. If you're not familiar with the difference between men and women, you might think that this is suitable. Men and women are completely different. Our body structures are different. Our bone structures are different. Our reaction times are different. If you don't believe me, I would encourage you to go look up the science, the data on this information. It's very clear. There's a reason that men and women's sports are divided. This does not mean that the extremes of each end do not overlap. I know that everybody can come up with examples of women that are better than men at everything. When you take the general population, I don't remember the numbers, but it is extremely swayed in the way of males as far as strength, speed, reaction time, these sort of physical traits that are used in sports. I'm not going to go into it a ton. I would encourage you to look at it. If you don't believe me, look it up. Please do. So, we've got situations where transgender people are coming into women's sports and they're destroying women's record. They're winning state champion at at all levels. This is from the very amateur level in high school sports all the way up through world records that are being broken. I would encourage you to look those up as well. So, one case that I connected with... uh, is the the trans, transgender teenager wrestler wins Texas state championship. This is the article that I'm looking at, just as a reminder. They also have a documentary about this. I believe it's on Apple TV. It might be on uh, Netflix. I can't remember. But this uh, transgender wrestler, which I feel bad for, uh, her, name, uh, her name is Mac. This is a female transitioning to male. And they would not allow this person. Sorry, fixing this here. They would not allow this girl who's transitioning to male, so this boy, to wrestle with the male. So they're still saying you need to wrestle under the gender in which you were born. So this person is taking testosterone, which is boosting. If you know males have a higher dose of testosterone, you take testosterone, you're going to have a different experience through puberty, you're going to start gaining more muscle mass, all, all kinds of things. You're going to turn into a boy when you up your testosterone in as many ways that you can connect it to the testosterone. Uh, so this girl, or this boy, I'm sorry, this boy is wrestling 
Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, I I don't mean to be condescending, but when I'm going through this, I it's confusing, and that's even what's even more difficult about this is these discriminatory laws. If somebody's getting confused, like I am, you know, I'm jumping back between male and female, and I'm confusing myself while I'm speaking. Someone based on another person's interpretation can be charged or be suspected of discrimination. And it doesn't matter what the context is. The vague language in this Equality Act allows for these sort of things to happen. So anyway, my apologies again. From female to male. This female to male is competing with other females. So this is a bit different than what we've got going on in this Equality Act. But let me explain this a little bit further. From female to male. She's taking supplements, steroids, testosterone in order to transition to being a male. While competing with women. But this state says, as long as you're prescribed this by a medical professional, you can do this. So basically, it's giving a free right for this individual to be using performance-enhancing drugs that are, by all other standards, illegal, banned in all levels of competition and professional competition. But they're allowed to use them because they're transitioning. Now they're competing against females still. And like I said before, this person, the, the, um, this individual, Mac, did want to compete with males, but they would not let her or would not let him. So what ends up happening, okay, this individual goes and wins several state titles and destroys the other girls that he is wrestling because he is identifying as a male, taking male supplements to transition as to a male and is dominating the sport. This is not right. There had, I, I understand that this individual wants to compete, but it's not right. If your daughter, your sister, anyone is competing, and let's say they were like me throughout my life, I worked my hardest. You know, At the time, I thought I worked my hardest. Looking back, yeah, I could have done things differently. At the time, I believed I was working my hardest to win a state championship. Now, if I was a female working that hard my entire life, and I got to where I'm 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, and it's the end of my high school wrestling career, I wanted to win a state title. And suddenly, I'm being told, I need to compete. I need to compete against an individual who is being allowed to take drugs, supplements, enhancers to transition them to the opposite sex, which is statistically in every single way shown to have superior athletic abilities. How is that fair? If I work my whole life and then I lose to this person on these supplements, on this testosterone, on any steroids, I don't understand how someone can look at this and say, that is fair. Now that this person has a right to compete, it is fair. Let's trample this other individual. Let's trample this girl. Let's trample these women who are trying to compete fairly and say that these other people can compete with them. Now, along with that, 
another example that I've got here, and there's so many examples. I, I would just encourage people to Google them, look them up. They're they're all over the place. Just uh, transgender in sports. Just go through it and look at some of the situations. So in the state of Connecticut, uh, here's an article. This one's from the New York Post, uh, 2019. The state of Connecticut has offered a, dis, a dismaying picture of the future of female athletics with two male-to-female transgender runners routinely outpacing the competition at the state track competition. So this is more in line with what we're dealing with with the Equality Act uh, as far as what you know I'm going into today. You've got males that say they're females and now can compete in female athletics. And again, I understand. It it's not entirely fair to say, ah, well, because of you are you are of this particular group, you can't compete. But it's also unfair to the mass number of females and women in sports that now have to compete against biological males. And if you're going to tell me that there is no difference between biological males and females, I would love for you to come on here and talk to me about that because it's absolutely not true and there is no science to support that. And as we know, most people supporting this are on the left, which claims to be the party of science. So I would love to see the actual scientific data that supports those sort of claims. Um, all right, so two biological males, Terry Miller, or uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out. So two biological males finished first and second respectively at the 100 at the 55 meter dash this year crushing the competition. Miller set a new girls indoor record and also won the 300 meter. The year before, the two finishers the two finished first and second in the 100 meter state outdoor championship. This is not new at all. You can go through and see there are world records being broken, there are state records being broken at the amateur and professional levels. I don't know how anyone can say this is equality. The steps on women's rights and their option to compete in a fair environment with other women. And it's hard for me to understand how anyone that supports any feminist ideas can support this. Because not only that, it's not that... It's not even that these people, LGDP, the, the oh, apologies, I'm going to get insulted for the LGBTQ. It's not even that you're in that group. It's that you're perceived as being in that group. And if you're perceived or you perceive yourself as being in that group, even if it's when you're 40 years old and you've been a male your entire life and then the next day you suddenly perceive yourself as being in the other group, Anyone that challenges that or asks questions about it can then be under persecution for discrimination. There is no objective way to do this fairly. Anyway, this article goes on talking about their testosterone, the differences between male and women. I'm not going to go into all that. But there's no part of this... that is equal. This is the Equality Act without equality. It's the Equality Act for a very small portion of people, while others don't seem to investigate what the truth is behind it. Uh, it, it is clearly biased in one direction based on uh, social standards and pl- 
political ideologies that are not supported by science. On top of that, uh, I'll just really quickly go into some of the issues with uh, some of the issues with the, the overlapping in relig religious freedoms. Because of this, it it uh, sorry, it, it the Equality Act exempts itself from the Freedom Restoration Act, which provides religious freedom for individuals and organizations. So, let's say there's a doctor. And this doctor is a Christian who believes that abortion is bad. Instead of that person having to say, mm, saying, well, I'm not comfortable performing this because it forces me to go against my religion. My religion specifically tells me abortion is bad. This forces the individual to accept that I am going to perform this abortion for this individual against my beliefs, against my religion and belief, against what my God tells me. I'm not going to go into whether I th th whether or not I think abortion is right or wrong. I have mixed feelings on it. I understand the cases for and against it. I could give my opinion on it on a later date, and I, I do sway one way over another. But to tell an individual who honestly believes their God is 100% against abortion, and because of that... If they perform these abortions, it opens the door to them going to an eternal damnation, and now you're going to have a governing body tell them, you must perform this or face civil rights laws or uh, federal sanction and discriminatory laws. How is this not stepping on religious freedom? It doesn't make any sense. It's unfair. And again... It's saying this small group of people have rights over these other people. And it walks over what the American dream is. The idea that we can all have our own uh, beliefs, are, especially in religion, which is not, the government is not supposed to interfere in our religions. I don't understand. You know, I understand. I understand that people that support this, they don't know what it is. What it says. I've sp spoken with uh, two or three people recently, and we broke down what this says. And when I talked about it stepping on women's rights and religious freedoms and freedom of medical practice, they said it has nothing to do with that. That by itself says that people just don't know what this is. It's the Equality Act, making equal rights so people can't be discriminated on based on their sex or their identity. That's as far as people go. They don't go into it and say, what does this language mean? What does vague, vague language actually mean? Anyway, that's about as far as I'm going to go with this. Uh, it, it, it's extremely frustrating. The, the sports thing really frustra frustrates me the most. Because I'm a person that's been involved in sports my entire life. And I know that there is no comparison when you're really trying to put males and females together there is a clear difference in their physical abilities. Men are better at certain things. Women are better at certain things. And physical athletics are something that men happen to be better at. And if you don't believe that, go ahead and look at all the record books with male and females and just look at the overall, the overall, uh, the overall trend. Okay, it's the Equality Act is equality for a small group of people while stepping on the rights of others. 
And I would be interested to hear any opinions of someone that disagrees with any of the stuff that I've said here. I've gone over this quickly. But again, this has been a systemically distorted communication. If you disagree, I hope you can get a hold of me on uh, social media or send uh, an email to systemicdcommunication at gmail.com. Until next time, enjoy.